Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. If you're new to the podcast, super happy to have you. And if you've been here before, well, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And as you may not know, I've also written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. I'm the founder and managing director of the Brief Lab, where we teach people how to be clear thinkers and concise communicators. And today we're going to tackle the topic of managing tough conversations and great ones. Why am I talking about this? Well, being the bearer of bad news is something that nobody looks forward to. Either when you're giving it or receiving it, it's never pleasant, it's never fun, and it's not something that people really should ever enjoy doing. And they most, most of the times you don't. Recently, I was approached by a top five business school, and they, would, they wanted us to teach their students how to manage these tough conversations. It's a module in our curriculum, how to manage those moments. And in talking to them about this topic, I just in the moment thought, why don't we make it about both managing a tough conversation and managing a great one? Because if you think about it, they're really flip sides of the same thing. One thing is you're telling something which is difficult, and the other time you're telling something which is positive, but what they share in common is they're both surprisingly really uncomfortable. What do I mean? When you think about a tough conversation, let's say you have to fire somebody. I mean, obviously that's uncomfortable. You want that conversation to be over as as soon as possible, and so does the person who's getting it. What's weird is that when you're giving somebody praise, often the same feelings are present. And if you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody comes in and they have to tell you something that's you're doing really well, and you want them, you, you like it, but at the same time you want it to stop. The acknowledgement almost can feel a little bit weird. Um, recently, and this is what inspired me to, to, um, to do this podcast, is... Uh, I was at I was at this church that I go to, and I was sitting there, and I was thinking to myself about the priest who was giving the uh, the sermon, the homily, and I love how he talks to people. He's always teaching them. He's passionate. He's very, his homilies are very rich. They're well researched, but they're not um, too complicated where you can't follow. And he really goes deep into the topic without losing people, but at the same time he. Um, is like feeding people. He's informing, he's teaching, he's educated, but he's not talking down to people. He's a really nice way of making a five-minute or 10-minute sermon something which is very rich and a learning experience. I always walk away going, this is amazing. And I don't belong to his church. I just go there from time to time. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I would love to tell this guy at some point that I love the way he talks to people. Well, sure enough, I went there and I went in the back church, and I was a few minutes early, and there he was, just standing there. He was early. There was nobody around, and I thought, well, I'm probably not going to schedule time with the secretary or his office to meet with him in person. Now's my chance, so be the bearer of good news. Tell him what I'm going to tell him. So I said, hey, Father, it's good to see you. You don't know me, but... And then I just told him what I just told you. In that moment, he just looked incredibly uncomfortable, like... He liked it, but he wanted it to stop because it, he just, it was like the spotlight was on him. And 
I felt really uncomfortable because I was telling them this thing and it felt good, but it felt weird at the same time. And I wanted the conversation to be over. So if you've ever been in this moment where you really have to acknowledge a person in that moment, it gets to be pretty intense because there's this moment of gratitude and recognition that could be just very powerful. And that conversation came and went and he wanted it to be over and I did too. And then it was that. And I just thought, huh, that would be something that you should learn how to do to prepare how to have conversations with which are difficult. Have four times as many conversations of recognition and acknowledgement and gratitude as the one conversation of criticism or critique or, or that's difficult. You know, you're bearing the bad news. So that's why I'm doing the podcast. They're flip sides of the same coin. In both cases, we're willing to be uncomfortable to make someone better. That's what they share. I want to make a person better. In some cases, I need to tell them something that they've done wrong. In other cases, I need to tell them something that they've done well. But in both cases, we're doing it because we want them to improve. So how do we do this? How do we manage these moments? There's some things that without getting into specific super, super detail and turning this into a class, just things that you want to think about when you're approaching these difficult or really glorious moments. What do you do? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is just prepare. And it's something that you hear me talk a lot about in this podcast, which is the, the role of preparation. Um, you know, we've talked about it in past episodes. In episode 11, we talked about bearing bad news. So you can go back and listen to that one again or listen to it the first time if you've never listened. Episode 11, that's, that's noteworthy. Um, you know, episode 51 talks about, you know, uh, people that hate the gift of feedback and and that's another thing to think about. So those are those are moments where you can reference both of those podcasts as well. But the first is prepare for it. Um, you know, take five, ten minutes of quiet, a piece of paper, think about the person, think about the nature of what you're saying, what words you would like to use. Um, you know, what do you want to tell them? Why is it important that they know? What things do you need to say and maybe what things you might want avoiding? saying that are not relevant, not important. And you really want to quickly get at the issue, whatever that issue is. So when I was thinking about talking to that priest at church, what I really, I remembered quickly in my mind when I was thinking about it, what I wanted to acknowledge was how he talks to his people. It was in, in the why was because he really fed them and informed them in a very caring way. And he was teaching and caring at the same time. And that was really the two big points is I really wanted to acknowledge how you talk to people. And I loved how you teach and care for them at the same moment. And that's how I prepared. And I remembered that. And so when it came time to say that, I hit those two notes and then I just ended. I just said, I really want to let you know that. And thank you. And then the conversation was over. So that was my preparation. And then connected to that, the second thing is make those conversations short, make them brief. And I would suggest less than a minute. You know, in in that moment, the person really is feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling uncomfortable, perhaps. And you want to make them short. So give yourself an amount of time that without rushing, where a person can really hear what you're saying, but not too long where you feel like you're overdoing it. So make it short and time matters here. Again, don't don't speak real fast. You might need to slow down, actually, to make sure that they hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. Because these are moments that 
in both the bad and the good that people may remember years later. So you have to manage this conversation from its beginning to its end. And those conversations really can and should be short. And third and lastly, really remember that this conversation's not about you. It's about them. It's about the person that you're talking to. So in the moment of you know, a positive, great conversation, it's about gratitude. It's about recognition. It's about acknowledgement, achievement, all these wonderful things. But the spotlight should really be on the person, not on you. And then conversely, if it's a critique or a difficult conversation or um, you know, a commentary that may be perceived as a bit harsh or difficult, remember that it should always be delivered with dignity and concern because it's about making that person better. And if whatever that conversation, if you think about these conversations, they both need to be handled so the benefit or the thought is on the person that you're talking to. So if you think about tough conversations, you know, you're not going to get a raise. Okay. Or the great one is you're getting more money. You're getting a raise. You're getting promoted. A tough conversation might be a performance issue. You know, you're late for work or you don't run meetings well. Um, the flip side might be you're doing a good job. You're doing exactly what you need to do in the role. You might, in a tough conversation, give people tough feedback. You know, like, hey, you, you delivered this thing and people didn't like it or it didn't work. It wasn't effective. Okay. Always, again, thinking about the other person. How can I make them better? Um, the flip side is positive comments. Hey, you did it. It was good. People loved it. Right? Again, putting the light on them, motivating them. Um, you have to fire somebody. Hey, you don't work here anymore. Um, that doesn't mean it's the end of their life, you know, with dignity and with concern. Um, if, if this isn't the right fit, maybe the next job will be. Um, it's not the end of the road. But delivered with dignity, care, concern, there's a tone there. And conversely, if you're having a great conversation where you hired and the person was selected for a job, that you're excited for them and for all that that promotion or that selection may represent. You know, the list goes on of tough conversations and the flip side, great conversations. But you get the point the, that you're making it about them, not about you. You're, you're, delivering, you're delivering this message. And I would recommend that you have a ratio in your head in your life that you do three times as many great conversations for one difficult one. The great conversations will train you to have the tough ones. These aren't ones that we do every day, but it's part of our job. Right? Our, our, our responsibility in life is to be both um, the bearer of good news and bad news, to critique and compliment. It's both. Right? But I would highly recommend that we do a lot more complimenting than we do criticizing. Right? Put those into some ratio where they would be, in a certain sense, in balance for people. So thinking about this, as we reflect on this moment, how you approach it, how you prepare for it, how you make it short, how you make it about them, not about you, you know, bearing good news or bad news. It's part of our lives. We have to get used to delivering the message. You know, after all, it's about the message, not the messenger. Just saying. For more information on our books, tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com, T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F, 
L-A-B dot com.